Did you say, wait a minute? <laughs> I said, it's been a minute. I'm oh, ready. it's been a minute. Well, yeah, it absolutely has been a minute. And again, welcome back to all of our listeners. This is Electric Skatecast, episode 16. Uh, so it's season two, episode six. And we are super excited to be back. Uh, as we've said, it's it's been a minute. It has. Um, I, am your, I am your host, Jay Gran, GR. And with me, as always, is official Terminal Hex. What's going on, everybody? Good evening. Um, obviously the world has been in a bit of a, a crazy, uh, cycle over the last few weeks. Really? Um, so we've been kind of, <laughs> I, I, I've you haven't noticed been this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You haven't noticed the crazy spikes in COVID, the, the transition of uh us presidents that's been happening and all oh, that kind of stuff. Was that, was that this week? That was this week. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just, I know. I'm obviously messing with my audience here, but yeah, no, it's I, shocking. Absolutely. <laughs> um, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, so obviously. <laughs> Yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Um, we haven't been around as much because we've been really focusing, or not necessarily us focusing, but letting the world focus on other things. Um, we mm -hmm. didn't think it was um, appropriate for us to be creating content or pushing content on people uh, during such a time where your attention's already drawn away from everyday life towards uh, something so serious as COVID, and mm -hmm. uh, as well as uh, for many of our listeners, the uh, presidential election. Yeah, very, um, very important to us here in the U.S., or it should be anyways. I mean, and I think it's it's one of those things that's also important to the world, um, especially Absolutely. with the fact that, uh, you know, we we had a president that initially pulled out of the climate agreement, um, and now we have a president that wants to get back into it, um, and e-skate is, is very, like, green for the environment, I would argue, mm -hmm. so it's, um, there's definitely aspects of of politics that ties and factors into e-skate. Exactly. Um, I don't want to get into it too much, but like I said, we just didn't want to take the focus away from more important things. Exactly. Um, the, the summary here is that we fully expect, you know, President-elect Biden to roll up to the Paris Agreement on an electric skateboard of some kind. Yeah, if he doesn't. I, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm I shot him an email. I, think I might lose a bet, my... actually, if I if he doesn't. So. <laughs> <laughs> whoa well, i mean like, i sent like, him i sent him that that uh that new uh real rs for him to try out and ride so we'll see if he does it but i don't know pains me to even bring that up <laughs> i want to try one so bad yeah it it looks good uh we'll get into that a little bit later um but first off i want to start out uh what have we been up to for the last few weeks uh we've been we've been kind of doing a few different things mm -hmm. um one of the big major things that we did, it was a few weeks ago, uh, we had a uh, business trip out to Chicago. And man, did we handle some business. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> it was um, great. What, we're going to kind of break down what we did, what we saw, uh, what we experienced, um, mm -hmm. as well as uh, just kind of talk about some of the fun that we had. And hopefully uh, it'll bring some uh, more you know, bright and vibrant uh, news to everybody's uh, weekend or week that they may be starting when they listen to this episode and right uh yeah we're just we're just here to kind of spread the good word absolutely so i'll just kind of kick it off so we were invited slash we kind of invited ourselves you know how that works to chicago to meet up with a few different folks uh, who run eSkate and personal electric vehicles either companies or uh social media accounts or or, or whatnot you know communities in chicago and our main connects throughout this whole weekend, and, and this was part of the plan, was to connect with two former guests on the podcast, Eboard Brandon and Suicide Shots, the dynamic duo out there creating awesome content for Eastgate and, and now for several companies. Yeah. And they obviously said, hey, you're more than welcome to come to Chicago and hang with us. And, and we naturally said, absolutely. Um, it'd be our pleasure. So we kind of crafted a a plan of action, some some meet and greets, some uh, cool business uh, visits here. That was kind of the plan. And then in, in between all those those appointments, our goal was to mix in as much riding as possible and maybe and have some themes for the, these different rides um, so that we could when we create the content with the videos that they kind of have a theme to them. Um, so, Joe, why don't you talk about that was the general plan, right, Joe? And, and talk to me about your your uh, your goal and kind of your mission behind this this three day four day adventure. Yeah. So, um, a big part of it is we talk a lot about, uh, the Chicago Eastgate scene. Um, mm -hmm. they're probably the closest major, um, group outside of our, our small group in our city. Right. Um, and the idea was we really want to stay in touch with the communities that listen to us as well as, um, 
be out there riding with groups that are larger and have a little bit more of an impact on um, the everyday Eastgate culture. Absolutely. So uh, by going to Chicago, we're able to kind of tap into that larger Eastgate culture and see what the trends are. Mm -hmm. Um, We also had the intent of meeting with uh, someone that we uh, work with very closely, which is Skate Castle. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wanted to know more about the behind the scenes, um, where their products come from, the the process of how their products are created, um, and just get a chance to actually meet with David in person. Right. Um, and that's that's very important for Skate Castle is where it's made and how it's made. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it's a local company um, and, yeah. you know, they, they take great pride in their work and, and the origins of said work. So I think that was awesome for us to kind of get a first uh, first person view of that. Yeah. And we'll we'll touch on that um, once we're done doing the major recap of the whole weekend. Um, and we also got the opportunity to um, meet with Ebor Brandon um, and talk about some content that he's going to be working on, mm-hmm. um, some of the brands that he's going to be working with, uh, which is really cool. Um, getting to see the behind the scenes of uh, someone like Ebor Brandon um, and his relationship with Suicide Shots and how they kind of create their content. Um, it was it was a lot of fun getting to see the behind the scenes of that uh, because it's a much more unique process than you would expect. Um, I'm sure there's many people that do things similar to them or do things slightly different, but their process is definitely very unique to them um, and it works. It's, it's very fluid. So I was excited to, to kind of see that. Um, we also got the opportunity to go to Sh- or Shy Battery Systems um, and we met with the legendary Barra. Um, Such a cool he guy. Kind of, he kind of spilled the tea on some stuff that he's going to be working on over the, si- last, you know, over the next six months, rather. Which we're not um, allowed to talk about. Which unfortunately we're not allowed to talk about, but I will say that there's some huge things coming out of Shy Battery Systems, um, which we can kind of talk about what their uh, growth has been and where we kind of expect them to go and what kind of uh, exciting things we're going to expect out of them without actually spilling any of the tea that they are holding uh, in their coffers, (laughs) for lack of a better term. Yeah, they're they're getting ready. They're getting ready (laughs) to change the game. Let's just put it that way. And I'm excited for them. Yeah. And then we also got the opportunity to uh, attend a group ride, uh, which was amazing. Um, being able to attend a Chicago group ride is one of the single most enjoyable experiences um, about visiting the city of Chicago. Absolutely. I, it's a I whirlwind wish, tour. <laughs> yeah. I wish that more people like understood Eastgate and understood how much fun it is and get, got that opportunity to just ride with that group. Mm-hmm. Uh because they're so unique. You get to talk to new people every time you ride. Um, it's it's just so unique. Um, and so huge shout out to them. A uh, huge shout out to Joe Eastgate uh, for coordinating the uh, group ride that we went on and picking out uh, places to charge, places to stop and get food. Um, mm-hmm. He's just an absolute all-star when it comes to hosting those kind of things, um, whether it's for out-of-towners or for uh, the entire Chicago group. Um, he, he's a, been a very creative uh, mind behind their, their routes, and it was just a super good time. Um, and getting to see the, the, the new transition of vehicles that they're using out there, um, especially because they were one of the big hubs of Boosted Board. Right. Um, so it was kind of cool to see what they're transitioning into. Uh, which we'll also talk about a little bit later. Yeah. Shout out to him, man. He's a logistical Eastgate king, in my yeah. opinion. And he's a former oh, guest absolutely. on the show, one of our first guests. Yeah, he was one of our first guests. So huge shout out to Joe Eastgate. Um, absolute legend of a man. Um, and, and it was great getting to see him. Um, we also got to do some night riding uh, with Ebor uh, Brandon for his Shred Lights Instagram takeover, mm-hmm. uh, which was awesome um we we worked with uh him and suicide shots on creating some shred lights content uh which was pretty awesome i would argue absolutely Uh, (laughs) man it was was a it was a pleasure of an experience uh complete honor Uh, and i you know it was kind of iffy touch and go there for a while in terms of the logistics of everything but to be able to work with a company's biggest shred lights and just have a blast making content for them man i mean what more could we ask for i mean we're out here wiling out on eboards in one of the biggest cities in America um, under, you know, quiet streets, which, you know, rare for Chicago and just shredding the night with cool lights and, and fast boards. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. And, and another thing that was kind of unique about that night is while we were riding around, uh, we happened across the Batman set 
uh, where they're filming the new Batman. So it was kind of cool to to see how that that kind of works in the city of Chicago. Yeah, um, they basically just like shut down the entire street, which was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, whole um, blocks. Spoiler alert: blocks, Batman yeah. dies. I'm I'm just playing, but <laughs> all, all the DC oh, comic man. fans just like wrote me off forever. They're like, yeah, nope, Terminal Hex, heck out of here. Yeah, uh, yeah. So that was that was a really fun experience getting to just ride with them and and get to see again the creative process behind a little bit more of a major project like creating content for Shred Lights. Mm-hmm, exactly. um, we also did uh, some first uh, ride impressions. Uh, it was the first time you and I both rode and evolve. Uh, GTR, um, yeah, for for an for uh, an extended amount of time, anyways. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've we've hopped on it and played with the remote and whatnot, but we actually got the chance to ride it um, like around the city uh, at you know top speeds and all that kind of stuff. Right. And we'll kind of talk about that a little bit. And uh, I think that's pretty much everything we did. Uh, yeah. We also did some photo shoot stuff, uh, yeah. which was cool. Was good um, so you got some good content out of that. So I did. Yeah. I I still have dozens of photos to post um, yeah yeah and, and again huge shout out to suicide shots for braving the cold with me and and being really uh impromptu and kind of off the cuff and inspirational with with how some of the pics turned out um he's he's a creative genius for sure and a lot of it's just off the cuff which means it's genius um and a lot of it is also just tried and true practice and and you know honing his craft at what he does he's by far one of the best nighttime photographers and videographers in the business period not even e-skate so uh, when it translates to e-skate and you have fast moving objects and and bright lights combining that with heavy camera equipment at night it tends to be pretty difficult to accomplish what suicide shots accomplishes um yeah. so yeah big shout out huge thank you to him for dealing with me you know wanting fancy schmancy pics um all over the city so yeah i'm very grateful um, so let's kind of start from the beginning of our little recap there. I'm only going into a little bit more detail. Um, what was your kind of first impression when we first rolled up to the skate castle, uh, workspace, um, kind of go through what you were thinking when we, when we got there and, and, uh, we'll kind of talk about the initial, uh, tour that we got and then we'll kind of mm-hmm. go into their process a little bit more. Yeah. So when we first got in and they had all these different like permissions to come in and different like, you know, rooms and buildings and, you know, Ebor Brandon was kind of hinting that, you know, this is kind of a big deal that they're allowing us to come in and even record. I started thinking to myself, you know, this sounds like a really cool area that in general uh, produces a lot of um, cool new products that are are possibly, you know, still patent pending type of deal where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's kind of like a secret launch. And for those of you that don't know, Skate Castle works in a community-based manufacturing facility. So yeah. it's a it's a type of environment where you have multiple companies kind of working at different tables and it's shared equipment for the most part to where, you know, you have all these different types of equipment, you know, printers and CNC machines and, and right, wood crafting. And I can just, you know, for the, the price I pay, what Skate Castle pays, they can make their products with all these different materials and all these different um, tools and uh, much cheaper than buying all that stuff myself and only letting myself use it. Yep. So uh, Skate Castle has a pretty unique setup. And I and I felt kind of privileged being able to, they were like, yeah, we'll let you in and we'll let you take pictures. And I'm thinking to myself, this, there must be like a lot of cool, you know, hidden products in here. A lot of big yeah. game changers that come out of this place um, that are likely just produced right next to Skate Castle. So I'm sure David's seen some pretty cool stuff come out of that facility. But yeah, that was my first impression. I thought, oh, this is a kind of a secret place. They don't really want people knowing what's going on in here in terms of like uh, products and, yeah, and what's being made behind the scenes. Yeah. It's definitely uh, a huge hub of, of industry people that are, you know, trying to protect their intellectual property. Exactly. Um, and it was really, really awesome that we were able to get this like guided tour through the entire facility. Yeah. Um, everything. We got to see pretty much everything, um, which was a very, very cool experience. Um, when you first walk in, like uh, Terminal X said, you you get to sign in. You go through this whole process. Obviously, COVID's very rampant around the country, so there's a lot of COVID screening that you have to go through just to walk in. And then once we're in there, uh, our tour guide is basically telling us like everything that's included in this amazing workspace. And mm-hmm. the fact that David uh, and Skate Castle, they have access to all these different tools. They have access to 
3D printers ranging from like a simple, you know, resin printer all the way up to like a, like, it was like a sandblasted printer that can, you basically put an object inside of this scanner and then it Mm -hmm. sandblasts a miniature version of it inside of the printer. Um, And it does it with like full color and everything. It's, there's so much in there that you wouldn't realize is actually a piece of technology unless you're very into tech. Right. Yeah, and, it, it it's a tech slash man, engineer's dream yeah. come true, this entire building. It, yeah, it truly is. And the fact that also people like Skate Castle get to work with like-minded individuals that are also trying to do a startup of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, they're able to collaborate on things. Maybe they're working at their desk and they're like, hey, what do you think about this? Or what do you want right. to do with that? Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like that is just incredible to me that you can be surrounded by so many like-minded individuals and have so much access to these amazing tools and machines. And even in like the world's time of need, this entire organization kind of came together and we're like, all right, like we need to figure out how to solve problem X. And in this situation, problem X was they needed to come up with a simple solution for ventilators. Mm -hmm. Um, So we got to see the machining that skate castle did to help with making these ventilators that this entire community created together um yeah it was cool and in my mind the fact that this entire hub of people came together to create one product is just incredible yeah we got to see it in person and i and i know skate castles publicized it a little bit if you want to check out i want to say it's on their social media um but yeah skate castle was involved and it was awesome it was it and they should be proud um that that's a trophy in in my book for accomplishments of of a small business and engineering coming together to kind of uh help uh solve a common cause that you know this entire world is facing so it it was a huge in in my mind it it was a really good analogy for for what's possible um with this type of manufacturing engineering and business environment yep um so that part was really cool i'm just getting to see the huge space of collaboration and the part that for me was pretty shocking is skate castle is very much like a one or two man job Mm -hmm. like david does everything there um, he yep. designs, he presses the, uh, grommets and, uh, little spacers into the products themselves. He CNC machines, all of the products himself. Um, he, he's the one that's moving the, the aluminum in and out of the machine. It's, it's very much just David working constantly. Um, he is one of those guys that he's the first one there and the last one to leave. Definitely. And without a doubt. I didn't realize that that was who he was when we first started working with them. And it just makes me respect them so much more. Um, He's really a go-getter. He's out there working his butt off to get these quality products out to you guys. And Mm -hmm. it was just incredible to see that process from start to finish. Um, We got to see like the raw material that he starts with. We got to see it while it was being machined inside of that giant uh, CNC machine. We got to see it uh, when it comes out. We got to see the little stickers and uh, graphics that they actually print on there. Mm -hmm. We got to see how they powder coat it. Um, It really is a step-by-step process that's all done by like one guy. And I just want to say like huge shout out to David for doing that. It's, It's absolutely incredible to me that one person can run an entire company essentially by himself. Yeah, it's truly amazing. And I know he's got some help coming, obviously. Um, because his yeah. company's growing like crazy, but yeah, yeah he, like you said, huge shout out to David. He's a great guy. He's part of the Eastgate community. He does good work. He, you know, he seems to be an honest businessman. Everything we can see, I, you know, I, I remember when we first joined Skate Castle, or right before I Google searched the living daylights out of him and and Skate Castle to see if I could find any dirt, any reason where I could be like, yeah, maybe this isn't the company we should start working for, and I couldn't find anything. And I mean, I yeah. looked. So, you know, that gave me so much more confidence when we first talked. And of course, now meeting him in Chicago, it was all verified 100%. Yeah. You know, he backs up what he says, the products back up themselves. And uh, it's a local Eastgate company. You know, we got to support those types of people for sure. Yep. And one thing that was really cool is we got a tour with and for him uh, when we went uh, to the skate castle headquarters for lack of a better, uh, explanation of where we were. 
Mm-hmm. And then the next day, he's out on the group ride with all these people from Chicago. Yep. So yep. he's not, he, he literally is part of the community. Um, Absolutely. He's not just some guy in a workshop, you know, machining things and then pumping them out. He's, he's actually part of the community. People talk to him for guidance. They, they go to him and say, Hey man, my pulleys are doing weird things. What can I do? What can you do for me? Right. He's, he's very much a part of that community. And it's just incredible that, that we get to work with somebody like that. So uh, again, huge thank you to our sponsor, Kate Ca- Skate Castle, uh, for having us uh, come out and see the process from start to finish. Uh, we have some cool videos that we'll be posting uh, on our Instagram of that process so that way you mm-hmm. guys can see what we saw as well. Um, and yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy it. We're really excited uh, about about getting that opportunity. So yeah, I'm um, looking forward to some of their new products too. Yeah, we absolutely. We, oh my we gosh, those gold pulleys, those two-tone yep. gold pulleys. Yeah, yep. Looking and, fresh. Yeah, more to come for sure. Yeah. Um, next, I want to talk about our hosts, um, Ebor Brandon and Suicide Shots. A wild bunch, man. Let's be wild honest. Wild bunch. Wild um, bunch in a good way. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing but way. kind and helpful and resourceful and yeah. definitely backed us up. I mean, I felt like you know I was part of the Cool Kids Club for sure. And yeah, uh, absolutely. I, yeah. And, you know, I, I, I enjoyed every, every moment with them. You know, they're, they're unique, they're fun. They are, um, a little aggressive in terms of like confidence of, you know, we know what we're doing and we're going to have a good time. And I think, I don't know if we could have had uh, much better hosts to be honest, because they knew so much about the city. And at the same time, I, I never felt uncomfortable or awkward in terms of whatever they had yeah. planned for us. Everything seemed pretty streamlined and, and they knew how to pivot quickly. So, um, those are your guys to talk to if you're ever in the Chicago area and you want some guidance or advice or any questions about any companies. They're both very knowledgeable. Um, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I, I had a great time with them. Adventurous. I mean, yeah, absolutely. And they they like, they like hooked it up for us. I mean, absolutely. from day one, we get there and we didn't think we were going to be able to ride. It was rainy. It was nasty. Um, it finally cleared up uh, like late into the night. Mm-hmm. and brandon's like all right guys just just come on over we're gonna we're gonna figure this out even if we can't ride we're gonna figure something out so right. we head out to his uh you know where he's based out of and the weather starts to clear up a little bit we're like all right you know the roads are looking a little dry maybe, maybe we should try and make this happen right um so the stand-up guy that brandon is he's like all right i got shred lights for all of you i'm just gonna hook you up right now right um, we're gonna deck out all of your boards and shred lights because you're in Chicago. You need to be seen. Exactly. It's kind of a meh kind of weathered night. Uh, I felt really comfortable when he was like, yeah, here's some shred lights. I was like, all right, cool. Like now I'm not going to be worried about getting hit by a bus uh, <laughs> or or something like that. You know, it's, it's a busy city. There's a lot going on. Absolutely. Um, and even with the weather being a little crappy, they were still able to find routes for us. They know that city inside and out. Absolutely. Um, so they were able to find us some fun routes. Um, we were able to shoot some good content. Um, Suicide Shots brought out his like massive video gimbal, um, which was impressive in its own feet. The fact that he's able to film uh, while shredding around us. I mean, he he literally shreds circles around you oh, while after- you're riding. Exactly. Yeah. And effortlessly. And he's doing it effortlessly. Yep. He uh yeah he told me it weighs about thirty pounds and it's. It's an expensive camera setup. I'll just say that it's it's high end. It's some high yeah. end stuff, and he just yeah. throws it around like it's a little two pound weight at the gym. And it, it's funny to me because he's he's not haphazard with it. He's not reckless with it. He's just aggressive because he's confident in his riding and filming ability, and it comes through when you see his content. Because it's almost like it's an extension of his arm. Yeah. Although to be fair, he's I've seen him drop it, not drop it, but I've seen him set it down or tell Brandon to hold it for him because his arm yeah. is is getting pretty sore but we were also riding for hours um we rode for probably three hours that night oh yeah absolutely yeah and they're you know they're running around finding wind tunnels and stuff where the air is you know dried out the streets and whatnot um but yeah no suicide shots like i said has honed his craft in terms of filming eastgate content to where uh he's he's definitely in the elite of the elite and uh of course he does more than just eastgate content but i would say that you know if i needed somebody to film an eastgate video i'd i'd I put him, I'd say maybe top, definitely top five, maybe top three that I can think of in terms of 
I want somebody to make a video for a, a company or a, a new product. I oh yeah, he, he would, as far he, as he, as far yeah. as yeah, Speed as far dial. as like social content, mm-hmm. he's definitely up there. Um, yeah, he and Justin Yee would just be a duo to be. Oh yeah. With. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> can you imagine having those two making a video for you? Oh, it'd be absolutely epic! Oh my goodness! Ooh, I get shivers yeah. just thinking about it. Yeah, that that. Oh man! <laughs> right? Um, oh, they're both yeah, so like good. yeah, their ability, and it was cool because, like I said earlier, we got to see the behind the scenes stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, Brandon got some new product from a company that he works with. And the way that they just so quickly jump into, all right, we're gonna make some unboxing content. Right. It was like before you even know what's going on, they're doing these like perfect shots. He's like slicing the package open. He's pulling the product out and it's so seamless and flawless. And they made it look like that. That's just what they do every day. You know, I think it's, they do though. <laughs> I mean, they might sure, but, but here's the thing. You have to do it in a fluid way. That's normal. Yeah. Um, a lot of that content, it's so staged. It's so fake, but they actually like, they may they may do one or two takes of the same like transition, mm-hmm. but for the most part, it's it's very much just like all right, I'm gonna cut cut open the box now, and it like first try like no problem, exactly the shot they want. And I don't think you get that that kind of chemistry every day. I think You're you right. really have to find that person that's like all right, like we're gonna have chemistry and we're gonna make great content. That's just how it's gonna be. Um, and I think those two work really well together. So I'm excited to see more from them i'm excited that we got to spend that entire weekend riding with them and i'm excited for you know more weekends of heading out to chicago just to ride um exactly yeah it definitely is in our in our plan books uh big shout out to ebor brandon for really hooking us up in terms of logistics and getting us to the meet and greets he was the one that set us up with skate castle and our other meetings yeah. that we'll talk about here in a second uh shy battery systems all that he got yeah. it kind of helped helped us get us from point a to point b if we had any chicago related questions he took care of us um, and lots of great insight about what's going on in the e-skate industry. Cause obviously he yeah. has his, his ear close to the ground from a few different angles. And, uh, yeah, he, he has connections. He is a connections guy for sure. Um, and absolute great host, um, both e-skate and, and unrelated to such, uh, he's, he's a fantastic guy. Yeah. And I highly recommend anybody that's considering, uh, talking to him or considering working with him to do it. Um, it, it's, it's well worth your time um even if it's just to have a conversation with him he's very genuine very authentic Mm -hmm. Um, he will give you the time of day to actually have a conversation so don't be afraid to reach out to content creators and people that you enjoy um they're there for you the community or at least i would hope they are um and ebor brandon's case he very much is uh part of that community and he very much wants to give back to the community yep Yep. he was at the group ride too he was at the group ride as well yeah um Cool. So next we'll kind of talk about one of those other connections uh, you mentioned. Um, Ebor Brandon was able to bring us uh, to Shy Battery Systems. Absolutely. Um, the Taj so Mahal tell me, of batteries. Yeah. Tell me tell me your initial thoughts about uh, going to the Shy Battery Systems HQ. Oh, man. I still get giddy when I think about this day because, okay, so you walk in and again, I, I promise to any Shy Batteries people that are listening, I'm not going to spoil anything. And if I do, Joe can cut it out. But okay, so I walk in <laughs> and lo and behold, Think of all the most expensive premium products in the PEV world. Think of the best scooter money can buy. Okay, now you got that picture. Now add the most expensive e-bike money can buy. Cool. Now the fastest, most powerful e-board that you could ever get. Okay, now put that one right there too. Uh, Throw in probably one of the most powerful EUCs in there. You see where I'm going with this? Yeah, throw in like five or six uh, one wheels. Exactly. Oh, yeah, for sure. These one wheels were all decked out. And and put all of these products right there in the front door, just sitting there. Yeah. All and and on top of the fact that these were already high end products, these were right the elite of the elite. They were all upgraded by Shy Battery Systems. So he had taken them from you know top of the line to practically supernatural in terms of their abilities. It, it was crazy. Um, yeah. j- just some of the the products that he had just hanging around. I was like, man, there's got to be like forty thousand dollars worth of equipment sitting here. It it's was, absolutely it was insane. Yeah. yeah. So you walk in and, and you get this this awe. If anybody who's been involved in PEV or Eastgate, you you instantly kind of get shivers, wet shivers. I call. Yeah. Them. And it's like the it's like larger than life experience. You're like it, right? And if you've ever been to a group ride before, a big city group ride, you usually see these things 
flying by you very fast. So you get little glimpses because, you know, they're pretty powerful products. Yep. But they were just sitting here for the taking. And I thought to myself, man, I wonder if you would even notice if that one board back there <laughs> vanished. But no. Uh, so we, <laughs> we walk in and, of course, uh, amazing products. And uh, what, you know, you think of Shy Battery Systems and how it started, you know, with with Barra Barra chilling in his in his basement making batteries for people one at a time and you walk into shy battery systems and he, he has grown and he's got a full system. He's got a full production line. He's got storage rooms, you know, break rooms. He, he, he's really built up his, his business and ramped up the, uh, uh, productivity and his ability to output his inventory is incredible. Um, and it's a well-run machine. And he talked a little bit about that. And I'd love to have him on the show someday to talk more about his, his business philosophy. Um, yeah. I think it's important. But yeah. but yeah, yeah. to give you the broad general consensus of what I got when I walked in, I thought, wow, this guy is A, is going places. B, whoever buys those products are going places because their range yep. is going to be epic. Oh, yeah. Um, absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, he was just so optimistic about the business and had nothing but good things to say about his customers and the business dealings he was going on. And you know, it, it sounded good. He, you know, business was profitable. He was hiring people left and right. He was hiring his own uh, local community eScape people to work for him, yep. and, and and of course pay them. And uh, he had new products, new 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 things coming down the pipeline that were going to change eScape. And yep. uh, you know, he he loved what he did, and he you know, so I got such positive vibes coming from him, knowing that this was a successful business not on the verge of bankruptcy, not begging people for money in a Kickstarter, um, but just a well-run, uh, integrity-based local escape business. And that's a dream yeah. true for me. Yeah, absolutely. He's a he's a stand-up guy. Um, Barra is very much a stand-up guy. And I'm, I'm really excited at the prospect of having him on the uh, podcast here in the future. Um, he's just someone that you could talk to for hours. He knows so much about the in- inner workings of escape. He knows so much about the way that companies should or shouldn't be run. Um, Mm -hmm. He's a man of his word. He does things just out of like the good graces of his heart. Um, He really, really puts his whole self into his company. Um, And that was one of the things that was really, really great about that experience is the whole time you're there, he's talking about all these things that he does that you wouldn't even realize that shy battery systems is a part of, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like the fact that they're the only company that can ship, uh, I think it was, they're the only company in America or not in America, but in Eastgate that can ship uh, battery systems internationally. Um, Cause they have like a hazmat certification or something. I, I can't remember the exact uh, terminology and maybe Barra can clear it up for me uh, mm-hmm. in the future, but they're one of the few companies that can do this kind of, hazmat shipping internationally right um, yeah he obtained which is, i want to say he obtained uh, either insurance and or licensing to do it yeah um, yeah and it, it's incredible because it means it expands his diy capabilities and his you right. know product line internationally now assuming people are willing to pay for shipping i would assume right. it, it's 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 big big news um that means that you're not stuck in a country wishing you had a better battery for your one yeah hint wink wink and on top of that he's working on you know one-off custom jobs for people yep um, he's working on projects that he wants to expand his company to be able to to handle in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's not just trying to stay complacent. He's not trying to just you know only be a one wheel battery upgrade company, right? Not at he all. wants to he wants to offer solutions for everybody. Yeah, um, and that's what was so incredible about it. He's yeah. very much not just like a one wheel guy. He's a batteries for everybody kind right. of guy. Which is which is smart for his business, and I want him to talk more about this some other day. But it's smart yeah. for his business because as the PEV world grows, if you are if you're a niche in a niche, it and the the industry shifts, you know, one degree differently. I mean, you're out of business, right? right. If you and, and even if you're not, right? If you're a company that makes electric skateboards, and tomorrow everybody's like, you know what, EUCs are the future, man. Yeah, you've got to do some yeah. serious pivoting, and and you know, it, it might cost you your business. But somebody yeah. like shy battery systems who is expanding and expanding and like i said they're coming out with all sorts of crazy stuff they're expanding into new territories of products and like you said doing one-off jobs so they're always staying fresh and innovative that means that he can grow his business to support the community no matter what the community chooses and like like you mentioned yeah he does all sorts of one wheel battery upgrades it's kind of his bread and butter but i don't remember him talking that much about 
the CBXR and the other one wheel no. stuff because for him, he has his vision on on way farther horizons, which is great yeah. for his business, yeah. great for the community. Um, and that also tells me that the fact that, you know, the CBXR and these one wheel upgrades are so nonchalant and run of the mill for him is that he has it down to a science that he has absolute faith in the product and his testing and the guarantee that he has for his customers that they're not going to have any problems. Um, that tells me that this is no longer a DIY basement job, that this is a full blown battery production company. Like I said, that's yeah. insured, it's licensed and uh, big, 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 you know, success story here. Kind of a, a Phoenix analogy here, rising from the ashes and creating a, a beautiful, beautiful thing. Yeah. And doing it the right way. Um, yep, and absolutely. he's, like I said, he stands behind his products. He is the kind of guy that if you have an issue with your battery after you get it, he's, he'll say, all right, send it back. I'll, I'll fix it right now. Like send it back to me right now. I'll, I'll fix it. Or, Hey, I'll send you a new one right now. You send me back that old one and then we'll call it good. We'll call it even. Right. Right. He, he very much stands behind every single product that he creates. Yeah. And like I said, hopefully we can get him on the show here in the future to talk about all the different things he's got going on. Um, but just another, you know, quick tidbit of info about him, uh, just to kind of support my statements. He with the CBXR, right? They installed some fusing that would basically protect the battery from any short circuits whatsoever. Um, and he did that without. I guess uh, I'm trying to think of the way to say it, but he basically did that without any expectation of people noticing or any fanfare. Um, There was no grandiose, hey, look at all these fancy things we are doing now. Mm -hmm. I think they may have mentioned it after we had visited them because I was like, you should tell people that this happened because it's (laughs) a pretty incredible thing. It's a big deal. Yeah, internal fusing, I think is what it's called. Internal fusing, yeah, yeah. And he did that and he wasn't going to tell anybody. He was just going to be like, well, it's just because, you know, we make good products. So the internal fusing was kind of a must. Like we had to do it because it was the right thing to do. Yep. And it's yeah, like, man, it. like that's the stuff you need to tell people. Like exactly. That, that's uh, the good news that we want to share. Um, exactly. So if he's not going to share it, I will share it for him because uh, that kind of integrity, that kind of business practice is something that everybody should support. Um, yeah. And I will tell you and everybody listening if you have any issues with a battery, whether it's DIY, um, you know, or a production board, reach out to Barra if you're having issues. He will do everything he can to help you. Um, and he's got a great team that supports him. Uh, we get to meet quite a few of them. Uh, we get to ride with a couple of them, which is really cool. The fact, like I said, the fact that you can ride with these people after touring their warehouse one day and also <laughs> yep. riding with them the next, it, it's yep. so incredible. It's only in Chicago. Um, and just huge shout out to them. I, I can only hope that they continue to, to thrive and prosper. And I'm just really excited, uh, to possibly have them on the show, uh, here in the near future. So, yeah, that that would be, that would be the, the podcast of a lifetime for multiple reasons, man. Oh, absolutely. He is absolutely a maverick. I don't know if there's a better way to describe him. He is an easy maverick. Oh yeah. That's, that's a great way to describe it. Yeah. Um, next thing I want to talk about, uh, we got to shoot, uh, kind of all day uh, during our group ride um, as well as some content at night uh, for shred lights. And absolutely. Uh, Brandon got to do a huge shred lights takeover, which was absolutely incredible. Um, the fact that shred lights basically were like, here's the keys to the kingdom, like have fun. <laughs> right. Um, and the fact that Brandon was just, all right, cool. Uh, it, it was such a cool experience. Um, so kind of go through that and talk about um, our experience kind of riding with Brandon and the shred lights experience. Yeah, so uh, he let us know when we got there, I think, that he was going to be running the Shred Lights Instagram. And I'd seen them do it once or twice before in different cities, kind of have different Eastgate ambassadors or or leaders take over it. And again, very cool content. And yeah, he started he started during the daytime and was, you know, taking... I, I saw him once he got logged in. During the group ride, I, I would just see him periodically kind of, you know, getting a really good low angle and getting cool shots and highlighting everybody in the community. And I think one of my favorite parts of that whole of this whole event was the fact that it was native original content. This wasn't a boardroom thinking, okay, what what do we post next? It was, hey, there's this young guy from Chicago who rides a lot, has a lot of experience, knows a lot of people. Let's just give him 
the whole account. Yeah. And just whatever <laughs> happens, happens. And yeah. we know we know you're a good guy, Brandon. We know that you're not gonna, you know, you know, do anything to hurt our brand or hurt our customers. And right. you know, we want you we want to show the originality and the genuine uh day in the life. Yeah, exactly. A, a genuine day in the life, exactly, of an Eastgate group in Chicago. And it's awesome that customers get to see that community, right? They're not just getting more shred light yeah. ads. They're getting what shred lights should be about. And I believe is about is about the community. And I, I had a blast watching Brandon film for them and, and making cool videos and cool shots to kind of help out their Instagram stories. Um, as the day went on. Cause I mean, we were filming all day with, uh, with, with Brandon on Saturday from morning till mm-hmm. midnight, basically. Oh yeah. Yeah. We rode pretty much all night. And yeah, I, it was cool. It was awesome to see a genuine experience through marketing. It wasn't, you know, I mean, obviously I'm sure they had some goals and rules for him, some guidelines, but in general, yeah, it was just off the cuff. Hey, this is cool. Film this. And it became, you know, shred lights official. So I, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I got shouted out a couple of times, boosted my Eastgate ego a little bit, you know, <laughs> the well, and that's, that's what was so cool about it. Right. He didn't use the, the, shred lights instagram to just boost his own content right he was like hey check out shy battery systems hey check out skate castle hey check out slide dog stro hey check out joe eastgate hey mm-hmm. check out trent chicago like he was just calling out everybody that was out riding um it was it was so cool um and even though i know shred lights wasn't directly involved with us i just want to say thank you to shred lights for letting us you know be a part of brandon's day um I know, I know it wasn't necessarily their choice, but it was cool that they were willing to give Brandon those keys and let us kind of uh, be passengers in that car uh, while he was driving around with it. So yeah, it, yeah. It, it was really cool. Um, and like you said, the, the fact that that company said, all right, let's just do something off the cuff. Let's do some native filming and just get mm-hmm. it, take it, post it. There, there wasn't huge edited content. It was pretty much he took the shot, he posted it. Exactly. Um, so huge shout out to Shredlights for for giving the opportunity to be a part of that. Um, and again, huge shout out to Ebor Brandon for letting us help him film some Shredlights content. It was a really fun time just strapping some Shredlights onto anything we could find. And yep. uh, I think you get to to do a little bit of a Shredlight like wrist rocket, uh, which was kind of cool. I, I um, love it, man. I was using it. Oh, yeah, I was out riding uh, these past couple of nights. I've been riding till three, four in the morning. And yeah. of course, you need lights. And I'll tell you what, I'll, it's, it's a must have for me every time I took the, uh, the action mount, which looks kind of like a GoPro grip. And of course it it has just like a, 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 basically a, a fat, strong chip clip grip. Yeah. It's like, it's so you can clip it to like your backpack strap or something like that. Yeah. And it's right on Shredlight's website. And you, I, I found that I can slide the bottom lip of that action grip thing to inside the, uh, the slot of my flatland 3d gloves that houses the wrist protection and it fits in there oh, perfect yeah. and it's a snug tight fit so it's not going anywhere and now i have a hands-free flashlight and i but it's it's at the end of my arm so i can point it you know like a wrist rocket like you said yeah i can still have your hands free exactly yep yep i'm hands free i can you know text and ride please don't do that uh you can i can point it at the ground to see what's in front of me i can point it at other vehicles to let them know that i'm there and like you said, it's hands-free. So if I'm changing tools or, or if I'm changing uh, parts on my board or doing any maintenance, if I'm using my left hand to do the tools, it actually works out that the light points right at the tool that I'm working with. It's kind of like yeah. a, it, it's the same concept of a, of a head mounted light, only it's on my wrist. So yeah. it worked out fantastic. And I, I still use it every time I go riding at night, 100%. Um, I, I can't believe it worked out as well as it did. Yeah, no, and, it was uh, not what I was expecting. <laughs> it was great. Uh, and I mean, the shots turned out cool too. Yeah, they, they just turned out great. And I just want to say this isn't sponsored by Shred Lights. We're just nope. excited that we got to work uh, with them, um, mm-hmm. but it's not sponsored by them. Nope, um, not yet. And, and Brandon gave you that clip. It wasn't like it was a sponsored product for you to have. Like, no, was just like, yeah. here you go, man. Like, yeah, I'm glad it worked out. Hope yeah. you enjoy it. I, and um, I and that just kind of again, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Another testament to, to the quality of person that he is. Um, and also shout out to Flatland 3D for making a product that 
you know, you could all of a sudden use for something else. Right. Um, yeah. And the other you thing know. that's cool is you're not actually like harming the integrity of your flatland product. Nope. Um, Cause it's sitting on top of the, the protective guard. Exactly. So it's, it's yep. still able to serve its function um, mm-hmm. of protecting your wrists if you were to fall. Yeah. So I don't know. It was cool. It was, it was kind of gimmicky, but that's what makes it cool in a way. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's very much like an Iron Man, like, oh, yeah, fact. <laughs> I just was like, you know, what? I need another light and, and I do usually carry another light, um, on yeah, my, have it it, on my left hand. No, I had it in my backpack, but when we were doing a sh- everything shred lights related, I thought oh, yeah. that would be terrible if I had other lights on me. I just wouldn't vibe with the, yeah with the, um, the goal. Now you wouldn't go back. Now, now that's like your go-to. Yeah. I, I don't see a reason why it, I feel like it's almost as bright, if not just as bright. And I don't need, I, my hands are free. My, my left hand is free. Um, I don't have to worry about dropping my light or anything like that. So right, and, it, right. and it points in the direction I want just as easily as ever. Um, and yeah, zero problems, all, all pros, no cons that I can find anywhere. Yeah. Hey, if it works, it works, right? It does. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then the final thing uh, we were going to touch on was uh, riding at Nevolve. So mm-hmm. obviously Brandon's a uh, Evolve ambassador. Um, and part of his job is to let people kind of get their first experience or first, you know, yeah hard riding experience with an evolve and we both got the opportunity to try out an evolve gtr um it was all stock there wasn't anything like custom about it um it was straight up a stock evolve gtr mm-hmm. and i will say i was pleasantly surprised Ooh, okay um, the skeptic converted question mark no i wouldn't say i'm converted i would just say pleasantly surprised okay, okay. Um, i still hate the remote okay i, I think out, it's i think it's a remote. decent product though Okay. Okay. That's valid. That's a good I just, generalization. I, just, I really want a scroll wheel on the remote. Okay. Or so, the option to have a scroll wheel on the And remote. to summarize, if they were to change the remote to a scroll wheel, would it be, you know, a valid boosted replacement or uh Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. Yeah, if, if it had a scroll wheel, it would definitely be a good alternative to boosted. Um I I think their ESC needs a little work as well, but with the remote, you can do a lot of customization. Um, programming. So yeah. when they work together, as far as the programming aspect goes, that's kind of nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the the function of the remote is what I don't like. It's it's the double thumb and uh, pointer finger triggers that I just I just can't get behind. Yeah, I'm I'm a scroll wheel guy, but I think that's because I come from boosted. I think uh, yeah. if you were to be an evolve person from the beginning where you're used to that probably not so bad yeah and i you know i'll I'll step in and give my opinions on the remote too uh i okay so i'm a pro thumb wheel scrolly guy that said i didn't mind the primary finger accelerator trigger style it, it that felt fine for me for me it was switching between my my forefinger and my thumb for the the acceleration of braking like Brandon mentioned, it does take some muscle memory to get the hang of. And um, uh, for me, I, you're right. I, I do just prefer the thumb wheel. I just prefer the one motion. Um, yeah. But I will say this, like being able to pull down on the acceleration, kind of pull that trigger back to feel the board go whoosh. Um, it it was, I didn't mind it at all. In fact, it, it, it was slightly enjoyable for me. The only thing I, I, I could be more critical about, like you mentioned, was just the switching between the the trigger for acceleration and the and the thumb braking yeah. pad yeah. lever thing, whatever that's called. Um, yeah, but yeah, I mean, it was quality remote. It, it felt good in the hand. It didn't feel awkward or or cheap or anything like that. No, no, yeah, it was it was good in all aspects like that. Um, and it was cool, like I said, that you can program the remote for different pulley teeth and right uh, braking strength and things yep. like that. So there's yep. there's definitely some aspects that are good. Um, I'm not an evolve convert. I'm not saying that Evolve's the brand to buy. Right. I just think that there are some aspects about it that are nice. Um, the the bamboo deck, I didn't mind. The range, I didn't mind. Um, I didn't mind. Evolve has pretty good range in terms. Yeah, it was, of like it was good. No, it was good. What you pay it for was it. much better than my boosted. That's for sure. Yeah, um, which hopefully, you know, fingers crossed, I can uh, talk to Shy Battery Systems and try and get them to figure something out with that. Um, but who That'd knows? Epic. Yeah, um, I, I yeah. agree with you. Bamboo deck wasn't bad. I'm more of a of a stiff deck guy myself, but yeah, I didn't feel yeah. uncomfortable or, or off balance on the bamboo. Um, I'll jump ahead of you though. 
and kind of leapfrog you on this one. I, yeah. I'll go right to the double kingpin trucks. I love double kingpin trucks with the right bushing combination, man. Oh, it felt so good to just turn on a dime. And um, like I mentioned in the video when we shot it, if you have the right bushing setup and you take the time to practice and make sure that you you purchase the right bushing setup, for me, double kingpin trucks, uh, they can be just as stable at top speed with a little bit of practice and the the turning and carving ability. Oh, second to none. Love it. Love, yeah. it, love it. Love it. I will say that the double kingpin is much more enjoyable when I had urethane wheels i think all terrain i think yeah i think with the evolve at wheels Mm -hmm. they sit a little too high for me okay Um, because i'm a little bit taller i'm a little bit bigger of a guy and i think that that just made it too squirrely for me when it was you know that extra four or five inches off the ground whatever it is but when i'm on that urethane i'm sitting perfectly low to the ground the deck has a little bit of a drop through on it Mm -hmm. um it felt like i was locked into the board um, not as much as the like custom LaCroix we got to ride, but I still felt pretty locked in as far as like a production board goes. Um, yeah. I, yeah. I agree with you on that. I could see how that could be a little bit daunting. Yeah. Probably the best way to solve that would be a little bit more of a drop down deck and then maybe some wider trucks um, in terms yeah. of their width. So you have a little bit bigger of a footprint. And um, I know some of these uh, Chinese manufacturers that are coming out with competitors to the evolved boards i've noticed that their trucks are pretty wide as a matter of fact which is good it's good for stability but yeah uh uh, so so double kingpin trucks talked about the deck um we mentioned the range we didn't do a huge range test or anything we were just riding for a few miles but stellar stellar range uh as far as we we did like we did like 12 miles and it was i think it was at like 50 percent battery yeah definitely yeah and we so not bad yeah yeah, absolutely. For a production board, that's to be expected. And uh, yeah. didn't seem too much voltage sag or anything like that. It seemed pretty yeah. accurate. Um, power was good. Um, braking was a little bit more dicey for me. But to be fair, we didn't. No, I thought it was dicey settings. as well. You thought it was what? I, I think the braking's dicey as well. You you can, when you click the brake, you almost have to slowly roll your thumb onto it. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just hard brake. At least I didn't feel like I could hard brake. I felt like I really had to slowly roll my thumb onto it. And the other thing that I thought was weird about the braking is once you actually come to like a stop, like, you know, with finger parentheses around it, you don't really stop. Um, You kind of keep rolling very, very, very slowly. Yeah. So I never really came to an exact stop. Um, It's not like with a booster where when you stop and then pull on the back, it like actually stops you and then you go in reverse, right? It's just a stop and then the motor's cut off and then you can still technically free roll. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the free roll thing, I, I don't live or die by. I could see how that could be like annoying at after like the hundredth intersection. But yeah, um, yeah you're right. I, if I if it's I think a preference to, thing, I think. Yeah. If I think back to all my boards that I have, I'm I'm comfortable that at the, the sharpest braking speed, I could slam on the brakes of every one of them and not fly off. It will take some practice before I could get to that on the Evolve for sure. I never slammed on the brakes once, uh, ever on the GTR. I was, uh, I was kind of nervous. And again, to be fair, it was Ebor Brandon's board, so it wasn't programmed. Yeah. <laughs> for, it was programmed yeah. for him, so I'm sure he could ar- get on here and argue that, in fact, he can slam on the brakes and has. And um, it's perfect, so. right? Yeah. Like I said, not my favorite board. Good alternative to boosted. Not a perfect alternative, but a good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. I think uh, I think that Evolve. Oh, how do I put this? I think Evolve's on the right track. I can summarize that Evolve's on the right track, and they do need to pivot severely on a couple of things, namely the remote and the ESC. Yeah. Um, yeah. In terms of service, you know, I feel like they they do a little bit better than everybody else, and uh, at least in terms of you know large size companies. Yeah, uh, in terms of local support and whatnot, um, power for the price was fine. Range for the price was good. Um, the quality seemed there. I know people have been like, "Oh yeah, Evolve boards are actually really cheap," but I, I don't know when I when I examined it and you know we saw them riding all weekend. It looked fine to me. Um, yeah. It didn't seem. You didn't seem to have any issues. Yeah, it, it seemed yeah. like a pretty refined product to me. Um, so and, and you know we're not 
evolve ambassadors or sponsors or we, we don't really owe them anything. So I feel like we have a pretty unbiased look at it. So it, it seemed fine. I, no complaints here. If, if somebody was like, Hey, what do you hate about evolve? I definitely wouldn't say, you know, the build quality, it just wouldn't come to mind. Cause yeah, I thought it yeah. was good. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't notice any issues with the build quality for sure. Cool. Um, speaking of transitioning, uh, from boosted, um, there was definitely a, a huge transition that I noticed uh, right away from our group ride. Um, oh, yeah. There's not very many boosted boards anymore. Um, there's definitely no budget boards, I would say. Um, everybody in Chicago seems to be transitioning into a more high-speed, high-octane uh, LaCroix, custom DIY, EUC, um, shite battery, upgraded one-wheel kind of environment. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, and again, I'm, I apologize. This is his Instagram name. I'm not making fun of him. Um, his Instagram tag was Eastgate slut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shout out. He works for shy battery systems. So great yeah. guy works for a great company. Um, anyways, they call him Eastgate slut cause he has a lot of boards and has bought a lot of boards, probably more than anyone else I've ever met. Yeah. Anyways, he told me, and I think you were there when it happened. He told me, 30 is the new 20. And what he was referring to is the speed of the speed expectations of rides and boards. That means the minimum yeah. speed of these rides, while they're always high octane, used to be 20 miles per hour, maybe a year or two yeah. ago, when boosted yeah. reigned supreme, especially in Chicago. It was a boosted haven. Now, you without boosted, people are just are are progressing forward in terms of power and speed expectations and you know, you've got Joe Eastgate with the Revel that I believe can do up to 35. Four-wheel drive Revel, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, four-wheel drive Revel, yeah. So with boosted 105s, which yep. is absolutely amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says he loves it. And basically, that means that these group rides are now with with Laquas and Callies and, and EUCs very present. Um, that means that the average speed is up. And yeah. it means that protection and padding is up. You know, you don't see a lot of them, you know, running around in t-shirts and shorts anymore. It, you know, they've no, got I saw a huge transition. There are probably like nine out of 10 of them are starting to wear like full face TSG helmets now. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. It's Which was, I was like, I was like, Hey, Terminal X brought this, like this is, he brought this culture. <laughs> I did, man. I, I like my teeth <laughs> and my teeth like me. Yeah. Uh, so I, it, it definitely is high octane. Uh, you're absolutely right. There's definitely a big transition from production basic boards. Hey, how do I get to campus or the office um, quickly and conveniently? Now it's, hey, it's time to go. And I mean, yeah. when they go, they hit the throttle. I remember watching Sly Dog Stroh lap us in the city of Chicago multiple times Yeah. Uh, on his EUC. And yeah. you've got- Yeah, you just, hear, you just hear, yeah. The, uh, you hear the warning beep of his EUC- because he's hitting that top speed so quickly. Yep. So you hear it going beep, 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 beep and it like yeah, flies exactly. by you. And you're like, whoa, what was that? Yeah, like a homing device. He's like a, yeah. a heat seeking missile. Yeah. Uh, and it was interesting. I was riding a nest naturally in the back of the pack because I had the boosted at that time, the boosted stealth. Mm -hmm. I was riding the back with Evolve and uh, souped up one wheel. And David from Skate Castle on his boosted mini. Oh, what an what an OG and yeah, but he was rocking those custom skate castle pulleys which did increase his top speed that's true yep shout out to skate castle and there was another gentleman with a LaCroix prototypo and he even told me he said hey man this LaCroix prototypo he said it's on it's at the bottom of the high-end boards in terms of top speed now he says that he's yeah. continuously in the back of the pack and this is with a prototypo now granted I don't think he's had it upgraded or had shy battery system right. help him out yet um, in terms of, you know, seeing what they can hook up for upgrades, but it, that just went to show me, I'm like, man, if this guy, like two years ago, the LaCroix Pro Tebow was at the front of the pack and now it's at the back of the pack. I was like, oh man, this is like, this is the sign right here. This means that some, you know, something's changing for Eastgate and, and I like it. I mean, sure. It's a little more dangerous, but we are riding electric skateboards and I I'm excited to see, um, where the sport hobby and industry overall goes in terms of expectations for speed. I mean, we've got budget boards out here that go 28, 29 miles per hour out of the box. Now, um, yeah. two years ago, that would have been unheard of. Yeah. So it's I'm just excited. A different, different culture now. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's gang gang for sure. They, yeah. uh, they are high octane, mad max fury road vibes. Fortunately, 
they're super kind, compassionate, helpful, generous, and uh, always ready and willing to help and make sure you have a good time. So yeah. I never felt uncomfortable or out of my league, even if I was in the back of the pack. They were always super helpful. I remember when your belt snapped. Yeah, uh, Skate Slut was the one that noticed it. He's like, hey, your belt snapped. And then he just rode away. And I was like, yep. oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but he, he rode away to go tell the group that my exactly, belt snapped. Yeah, exactly. Um, it wasn't so, like he was just leaving me in the dust. He's like, hey, your belt snapped. And he he did check. He said, hey, do you have a backup? I said, no, I got a backup. Don't worry. He rode up ahead, let the group know, um, let them know that I was just going to be shortly behind. So Exactly. I mean, yeah, huge shout out to to Skate Slut for <laughs> letting me know that my belt snapped. Yeah. And just for guy. being a, a a cool guy that just knows yeah. so much about e-skate yeah. in general. Flying on his epic LaCroix Lone Star. Oh, that little candy so- board. Yeah, that big candy board. Yeah. Yeah. Soaring through the streets. I remember like we were at the stoplight when he came screaming in, slamming yep. on the brakes. You could, yep. I, I didn't hear any belt, <laughs> but I heard his tires like kind of skirt skirt a little bit. Oh, yeah. Front. And was and was yelling at Joe Eastgate that uh, you had had a belt snap. So yeah, big community that takes care of each other. I remember even Slidog Stro hanging out with us for a second while I was doing battery swaps with David. So I mean, yeah, these guys can go forty miles an hour, and yeah, they do lap us. They they're out to have a good time for themselves. Um, yep. But for lack of a better word, they're not jerks. They're yeah. not. They're still not a out, tight knit yeah. community. Yeah, they're not out to start a fight. They're not out to uh, to mock you or or you know put you down for what you ride. Um, but my, my recommendation to anybody that's looking to join, uh, Chicago Eastgate, you know, minimum speeds, you better at least be able to go 25 if you want to be in the back of the pack nowadays. Um, if you want to be right in the middle, you bet you should be touching 30. And I would say, I would say range has has increased a little bit for, for rides. They're doing eight to 10 mile bouts now. Yeah. Legs. Yeah. Yeah. Legs. Yeah. Eight to 10 mile legs. So, you know, Bear that in mind. If if that drains most of your battery, by the time you get to these charging spots with this group, you should probably have a fast charger or a separate battery ready yeah. um, so that yeah. you can join the second leg of these guys' ride. So, yeah. Um, but I, know. I mean, I'd like to know if our listeners agree if, if 30 is the new 20. I'm curious if it's a trend that's happening, you know, in other groups. Um, Absolutely. So for anybody that's listening, if you if you reach out to us on Instagram, let us know because – I'm curious if this is just a Chicago spe- specific thing or if it's uh, kind of spreading throughout um, all the groups. So let us know. Yeah, yeah, it, it is in my opinion. I mean, I I now ride closer to 30 than 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 I do 20. It's but that's just on the Meepo NLS Pro because I can I can touch, I think, 52, 53 kilometers per hour with a little bit of yeah. backwind. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah definitely for sure. Down the trucks a little bit, though. Yep. A little dicey. Um, and kind of tying up the episode and and tying up the 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 week that we had in Chicago and mm-hmm. uh, what we've been doing, um, I do want to thank our community uh, for sticking by us and uh, continuing to support us and uh, give us new content to work with and uh, reaching out to us on Instagram or um, you know posting about us in other places. Um, I do want to give a special shout out to. Um, e-skateboarder.com or e-skateboarder.com mm-hmm. um, they featured us in uh, one of their articles uh, that one of their writers put up um, and that was kind of a cool little spot they were kind of talking about like some of the the best e-skate resources um, there's a lot of great people on there that we've actually talked to mm-hmm. uh, sam james uh, being one of them uh, ronnie sarmiento being another one um, just some really good people that we've actually worked with and a lot of people that we look up to as well um it it's just kind of cool to see that you know we're we're actually helping the community and i'm i'm just thankful that uh at least one person out there even if it's just the writer for this article found our content enjoyable because mm-hmm. um, that's what we're here about we're we're here to to spread the good word and um grow the community and just try and be a positive uh couple of guys just part of the the eastgate community so um yeah yeah, huge shout out to them and, and thanks for featuring us. Um Yeah, it, it's, it's just it's just move. nice. It's a good move by him, you know, to you know, this this website is is chock full of, you know, articles and reviews and stuff like that. And, you know, uh the the guy who runs the website, he's right there on the homepage. His name's Daniel. So obviously he he writes some of these articles. He has other people write some of these articles. He's had me write one or two. Um and so obviously he's, he's writing his own content, but it's awesome that not only is he making his own content that of course he wants people to look at, but he's willing to highlight other people 
that are making possibly competing content and say, Hey, these guys are who you need to talk to. These guys are who you need to read up on or watch their videos. And, you know, these are the communities you should look into getting plugged into because this will make you a more informed purchaser, a better rider. Um, and you'll be plugged into the community. So I think that is fantastic of Daniel to do. Um, and I think it sets some precedence maybe for other websites slash reviewers to do something similar. It'd be like, Hey, we're all in this together. You know, we all, we all grow or, or shrink together. And, you know, I think it's a good move by Daniel. Yeah. Yeah. So huge shout out to them and huge shout out to anybody that listens. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in uh, week after week and, uh, just want to thank you guys all for, for con- continuing to listen. Um, we do have some really great content coming up. Um, I know this episode uh, was a little bit different uh, since we didn't have someone on to actually talk to about their experience, um, but we really just wanted to kind of surmise what's been going on with our lives um, and just get people excited uh, for the second half of our uh, season here. So stay healthy, stay safe out there keep shredding. Um, we wish you all the best. Um, and just, just keep, keep doing what you do and keep shredding. Um, yeah. Wash your hands, wear your helmet and floor it. Yeah. There you go. That's the new, uh, terminal hex, uh, uh, slogan there. Wash your hands, wear a helmet and floor it. You got, um, if you guys want to follow us, you can follow us on Instagram. We are at electric Skatecast. Um, we have, Lots of content there, um, different links to our um, episodes, uh, different postings that we do. Sometimes we post on our Instagram story of our rides that we're doing. Um, it's it's a very normal Instagram channel. We're not going to bombard you with ads or anything like that. Um, just come out, say hi. Um, let us know what you're doing in your neck of the woods. Uh, we're, we're always willing to talk with anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also follow Terminal X at official Terminal X. You know um, it. Not terminal hex. It is terminal X with an yep. X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you can always follow me. Um, I am at jgrangr. Um, and until next time, uh, thank you again for listening. And we will uh, we'll see you around. Yep. Stay safe out there. Have a good night.